what if living your best self and your ideal life was your religion, your God? Welcome to the Church of Awesome, a podcast dedicated to the principles of living an awesome life. Welcome to the Church of Awesome podcast. I am your host, the catalyst of transformation, Brett Dupree, the leader of this wonderful movement of what if your ideal self, your awesome self, was your religion, was your faith, was what you devoted your time and effort to. It's been two weeks since my last podcast, and for that, I apologize. I... No good excuse, just didn't feel like doing it. I was with my girlfriend, I haven't seen her and having a good time, but at the same time, I still could have done it. But something was holding me back, for I have sinned in a way, because I was not being my awesome self or dedicating. I kind of slipped last week as well, and all of a sudden my eating slipped, a lot of things slipped, and I still haven't gone through the courses and still haven't done everything that I want to do for this podcast, for getting it out there, for even getting the website up to where I want it to be, which does lead me into the next commandment of the Church of Awesome. The seventh commandment, if you will, which is vulnerability is strength. One problem with society today is we bring up this masculine ideal of what is strength which is shutting down emotions being emotionless not letting things in life affect you not showing vulnerability in my humble opinion this is what people really talk about when they talk about toxic masculinity the fact that it's not okay to cry the fact that it's not okay to ask for help pick yourself up by your bootstraps and all of those things because vulnerability is a weakness but that is not true vulnerability is a strength i mean think about your life when you do not ask for help is that because of confidence or is that because of a fear of rejection when you refuse to apologize is that because you're a strong individual or is it because you're being stubborn and you get caught up in the idea deal that strong people don't apologize of course you can apologize too much you can become canadian and say sorry after every other word which is a separate thing entirely which is apologize only when you have something to apologize for as that is a different trap but this is more along the lines of being your vulnerable self i spent most of my life trying not to be vulnerable when i was young and i dealt with my mother's abandonment the way i decided to deal with that is to shut down and never want to feel pain again i didn't want to feel that hurt i didn't want to allow anyone to be able to hurt me and as i went through life never really being feeling close to people i went through life always feeling on the outside little did i know that that decision would make it so i felt the pain of rejection all of the time even if i was surrounded by people who weren't rejected me even if i was surrounded by people who loved me even if i was surrounded by people who cared for me i would still feel that rejection because i did not allow myself to be vulnerable 
because I did not allow myself to feel, I did not allow myself to be seen as weak because I did not allow myself to break down those walls and show people that I can be flawed. One of my biggest fear was looking like a fool in front of other people. But the reality is, is as actually one of the greatest ways to get someone to like you is to look like a fool in front of them and then laugh it off. Make it a joke between you. In fact, think of almost every inside joke that you have with your friends. Generally speaking, is because one of you looked the fool. One of you was vulnerable in a split second. And that just became something that endeared you to you. Endeared them to you and you to them. I lived with somebody for something. She was a roommate of mine. And she was one of the least vulnerable people, person I have ever met. And during our time together, she would constantly complain about losing friends. And part of that, in my humble opinion, was her inability to want to show vulnerability. She would have talks with people about things that people do that denies them the success that they want. But she would always caveat that with, that's not something I do, even though it was. And honestly, I just thought her constantly not showing vulnerability kind of allowed people to want to not have her in their lives. Because there's something endearing about being vulnerable. There's something endearing about allowing somebody in. A lot of this comes from Brene Brown's work. I highly suggest reading all of her things because that just really broke down what it means to be vulnerable. What it means to allow somebody inside of your bubble to not allow people to get in. But that actually causes more pain. Think about that. As I told you, in my life, that shows in my life that caused me more pain and this can be multiple things for instance embracing emotions is part of embracing your vulnerability being emotional and aligning your emotions with your passions but allowing you to feel those emotions express those emotions is vulnerable and it's strength apologizing when you are wrong again i'm not saying apologizing all of the time that's something completely different it is wrong to apologize for things that you're not wrong for unless you're doing it in a situation the person just needs to hear it or you're apologizing for the situation of the pain that it caused them there's something that shocked me was when i believe i learned it on adam ruins everything but i think i might have known that beforehand on how being wrong causes physical pain and when you bring up information that contradicts a person's reality they feel physical pain to the point where they have a choice they have a choice to embrace that pain and try to consider your point or they don't want to feel that pain and such attack see that a lot in racism really i know i felt that pain once it was a long time ago back in my college days Growing up, I used to use the G word all the time for being lame. I used to call my effeminate friends the New Zealand word for cigarette. That's just the way things were. My favorite game was Smear the Queer, and I always wanted to be the queer because the queer was the person with the football. It was a simple game where I took a football. You took a football, a group of kids, you throw it in the air, you grab it, and the kid who grabs the football runs around and everybody tries to tackle him. That was my favorite game as a child. I love that game. I also didn't know that it was uh, used to call Smear the Negro. I believe it probably was a southern thing. 
Or actually, no, Northern were pretty racist too. But at the same time, I didn't even know that was a derogatory term. When I look at the social media, it's one social media when i looked at media movies and stuff it's one of the reasons why i think representation matters is gay people are only shown on television mostly as a joke and effeminate people were villains and so the idea i remember when gay marriage became a thing in the zeitgeist i didn't even know gays wanted to get married it just never popped in my head because i knew they existed but i didn't know anything about them but one day, I was walking in college. It's my freshman year of college, actually, I actually believe. And I was walking with my friend, uh, Chris Bell, actually. And I w- don't remember what I- we exactly we were talking about, but whatever it was, I thought it was lame. I, saw- I thought it was lame. And I used the G word for it. And then Chris Bell said, I, I-, I don't think there's anything homosexual about it. And of course, my first reaction was defense. I, I didn't want... To be seen as bigoted, of course, or hate, and I didn't mean anything as hatred towards homosexuals or LGBT any person. I just meant lame. And we had a little conversation about it. And at first, it hurt. It was painful. It was physically painful to deal with that situation. And it's not an excuse, or it's not a. Yeah, it's not an excuse. It's more of just the reality of the situation that hurt me. And, it, and of course, it's not about me, but my life is about me. And that hurt. That hurt a lot to be contradicted like that and to be shown the negative aspects of myself and have that being pointed out to me. And now, at that point in time, I had a choice. Do I change the way I act? Or do I embrace being right? And one thing that I always learned from Wayne Dyer, but this is way before I learned from Wayne Dyer, it's better to be kind than to be right. And I think it's about that situation and allowing myself, even with myself, being vulnerable. Because that's also a part of it is being vulnerable with yourself and allowing yourself to feel that pain. It's like embracing your emotions and being vulnerable in that situation. And recognizing the fact that I was helping creating a part of society that made a certain part of that society not feel welcome. It's like if I, I mean, it was, it's almost like if I just use Mitch instead of, oh man, that's so Mitch. And if you're someone named Mitch and everyone in society is saying Mitch, you're going to feel bad when people say Mitch for lame. And utilizing that aspect and thinking about that and recognizing the fact that i can change words i can use the word lame for instance and this is also not making it i don't want to make this entirely about accepting other people but i do want to say it's not about me in a sense even me trying to take that out of my language and being quote-unquote accepting is making it more about me than them and it needs to get to the point where it's just normal because that's what acceptance is is just normal and by normal i mean it's just something that is like i don't look at a glass cup and think well if that glass cup wants water in it that's cool with me it's just that glass cup has water in it so it's not like oh that man wants to be gay that's cool with me it's more that man is gay and i'm gonna go about my day because it doesn't matter it doesn't even matter if it's his choice. It's just, it just is. But being vul- but allowing myself to be vulnerable allows me to make the changes I needed to live a better life. Being acceptance of other people's makes my life richer and makes me more proud of who I am as a person. 
That's the important part about it. Because of that cognitive dissonance that happens where you get to the point where if you get so ingrained and entrenched in your thoughts and your ideals that you're not allowed to make the changes that you need to make, that's because you're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And it also comes from apologizing. You see that a lot in today. I know this is also kind of political, but what can you say? The Church of Awesome is a leftist organization because I believe that the current administration, which is the Trump administration, one of the problems that it has is the fact that Trump never, never admits to any wrongdoing. And there's a certain percent of the population who thinks that is strong, sticking to your guns. But think about your life. If someone wronged you, if somebody hit your car, you saw them hit your car, and then they told you they never hit your car, and nobody's, and it's just he said, she said, or, you know, that situation of just the two of you are the only witnesses and the only person, but that person says, I never hit your car. Are you proud of that person for sticking to their guns is the fact that he won't even apologize for hitting your car sometimes you'll get to the point where it's on principle i don't want you to pay for my car i just want you to admit that what you did was wrong and if that person even in that point you even have a signed affidavit that you know this is a contract i'm never gonna go after you the damage wasn't significant However, I just want you to apologize for hitting my car and the person still refused to sign it. Are they being strong? You would not consider that person strong. You would consider that person weak because his desire for that fake strength is weakness. Apologizing is strength when you are in the wrong. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you can make the changes in your life that is necessary. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you can face your uncomfortable truths. In fact, shadow work idea of accepting every aspect of yourself is how you truly grow and how you truly go forward in this life and become quote unquote self-actualized. And to do that, you have to be vulnerable with yourself. You have to accept those negative things that you might not want to accept. But that is life. That is life. And that's the most important part about being vulnerable. Being vulnerable allows you to truly love. And I can understand how that is scary because once you give your heart to somebody, that can cause you to feel pain. But as I said, something I've learned over and over again is when I hold back my love because I'm afraid to feel pain, none of the relationships I've had before the one I currently am in would have worked because I did not allow myself to be vulnerable. Even after I did joyous expansion of all these things, there is still a part of me that was holding back. And it's holding back that vulnerability and the holding back that love because you're going to feel pain. Again, one of my favorite quotes is from Princess Bride. Life is pain, princess, because there is no greater truth in the Princess Bride than that. Even keep on using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. You're going to get hurt. In fact, you're going to find the love of your life. If you found your love of your life or if you find your love of your life, you give your heart upon them. At one point, they are going to hurt your feelings. At one point, they are going to hurt you, and it can be deep, or it can be small, but based off the trauma of your past, it's triggering, and it feels like it is deep, and it's going to happen. 
And if you do not allow yourself to be vulnerable and actually talk through it, because that's the power of vulnerability. It gives you the power to have those conversations. And once you have those conversations, you actually become closer. There's this fun study that I saw where this lady created this 30 questions plus looking into your eye for something like 15 minutes. And it was a hack for falling in love. But the secret about those questions is each one is more vulnerable than the one before it. Feeling that vulnerability is how we truly connect as people. And if you want a deep relationship, you're going to have to be vulnerable and you're going to have to recognize the fact you're going to have to feel pain and you're going to have to recognize the fact that you have to get to the point where you can talk through that pain and once you talk through that pain you will get closer or maybe you'll break up that's life at the same time if you want a true amazing relationship if you want good friends and if you want to be the person and live an awesome and joy-filled life there is almost nothing more important than being vulnerable And I'm going to be vulnerable right now because there's one part that I'm forgetting, I feel like. Because there's three parts. There's apologizing. There was feeling close with people. Fudge. I can't remember. I guess that what happens when you come here and go through. I kind of have an idea of what I'm going to talk about. But then I just flow and let it come through. And then I think about, oh, I was going to mention that. But I guess I have to be vulnerable and allow myself to let that go. And move forward vulnerability is strength there is nothing more strong in this world than a person who allows themselves to feel pain it reminds me of the wayne dyer wayne dyer talked to the story or is it ramdas it was ramdas and he went it was about a tyrant who was going around killing people he was strong so he went into this monastery of i believe it was buddhist monastery and he went in and the thing that surprised him was the monk did not fear him and he went up to him and said i am the great tyrant do you do not fear me do you not realize i can just stick my sword through you and the monk looked at him and said yes but i am the one who can allow you to stick your sword through me and The tyrant looked at him, bowed, and walked out because he recognized the strength. Because that is what true vulnerability is. Of course, that's a metaphor or an analogy. So that is episode 8 of the Church of Awesome, as well as the commandment number 7. Vulnerability is strength. You can check out the Church of Awesome on... I have a Church of Awesome group where there'll be prizes eventually. (laughs) And... Hopefully this week, I know I've promised this for a while, but there is a part of me that is afraid of putting so much work into this podcast, into the Church of Awesome. Yeah, it's being vulnerable right now. There's a part of me that's afraid that the Church of Awesome, that I'm going to put the work in, and then nothing happens. And that's me being vulnerable right now. And so the past four weeks or eight weeks that I've done this, I have just been afraid to put too much work into it, thinking to myself that I'm going to spend hours building it, hours marketing it, hours working on creating this community of amazing people. I will build it, and then nobody comes. And that is something that I am afraid of. And I am saying that right now as your catalyst of transformation of the Church of Awesome. I'm afraid that 
no one's really gonna listen i'm afraid that no one wants to participate no one's gonna want to participate i'm afraid that i'm gonna put the work in put money in it put effort put time, put my heart, body, and soul into creating this community of people who want to devote their time in creating their most amazingly awesome life by going through the power within and then nothing. Crickets. I am Brett Dupree, your Catalyst of Transformation of the Church of Awesome. You can find me at thechurchofawesome.com. Also, I have a Church of Awesome Facebook page. I would love to hear from you. You can also email me at bre2ts at dupr2es at joyousexpansion.com. That's my other podcast, the Joyous Expansion Podcast. And I wish you to go forth and be awesome. For more information about the Church of Awesome, check out thechurchofawesome.com. The Church of Awesome is recorded live 8 a.m. Pacific time at the Church of Awesome Facebook group. Now go out and live an awesome life.